This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. As a guy who learned the hard way how important proper nutrition is on your health and the great harm excess weight can have on your health, I urge you to get serious about your health with SimpleToLose.com. Diets don't work, and you're really only going to be successful losing weight when you learn how to eat differently. And that is why the free health coaches at Simple to Lose are so helpful. They teach you how to eat six meals a day and why it works. Many people on my team are working with Simple to Lose and their health coaches. As a team, we've lost over 850 pounds. Mary has lost over 85 pounds and wants to live a long life to keep her family strong. Brad's lost 40 pounds, finally feels like he did when he was in his 30s. Chris, whose father died young due to obesity, has lost 100 pounds and is off most of his medications. Change your life, get healthy, and thrive today. Go to Simple SimpleToLose.com today, not tomorrow. Go today. SimpleToLose.com. Results do vary. Typical weight loss is 2 to 5 pounds per week for the first two weeks, then 1 to 2 pounds per week thereafter. The experiment was a success. Begin Life Force Reboot Program now. Stand clear. Life signs stable. It's alive. Set it loose. This is the Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome, welcome to the program. How are you? As most of us are parents, maybe not all of us, I mean, but we all were children at one point. We want to be safe. We know we want to be safe. We want our children to be safe. We want to teach them, hey, don't put your hand on the stove. It's hot. Sometimes, sometimes they just have to put their hand on the stove and then they realize, ouch, ouch, it's hot. We tell them, don't run in the road. Don't play in the road like that. You could get hit by a car. Sometimes they have to almost get hit by a car. I know I know the horrible thing of, of bad things happening to kids. We don't want that to happen. But sometimes if a car slams on its brakes and hogs a horn, scares the crap out of the kid, the kid realizes, you know, maybe mom and dad's right. Maybe I shouldn't be playing in the road. Maybe I should be more careful when I run out of the road. Maybe. Might teach him a lesson. Now, that brings me to Troy, Missouri. A family that wanted to teach their child a lesson. A lesson because... Gosh darn it, he's just too nice. He's too nice of a little kid. We can't have that. I hate my son. He's too darn nice. And mom, don't you agree? The kid's grandma? Yes, he's too darn nice. You know what we can do? I'll talk to my friend at work. And we'll figure out a way to teach the boy a lesson. Yes, we will. He's a little six-year-old boy, and we've got to teach him a lesson. Because six years old, it's time. It's time for that kid to learn a lesson. So, in February, oh, I don't know, earlier this month, uh, geez, just a couple of days ago, (laughs) uh, they talked to a co-worker and said, hey, um, could you kidnap the six-year-old? You know, he's my nephew. And his mother and his grandma want to teach him a lesson because he's too nice. So could you kidnap him? Now the coworker 
Nathan said, yeah, <laughs> you know, that's a good idea. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> yeah, I'd be happy to help you out. That sounds like fun. So he parked outside the boys' bus stop and waited for him to be dropped off after school, lured the six-year-old into his truck, and drove off. He told the frightened young boy he'll never see his mother again and that he would be nailed to the wall of a shed. The young boy then began to cry. Heck, (laughs) I might even start crying at that point. Pulled out a handgun and threatened to harm the child if he didn't stop crying. Then the co-worker Nathan bound the boy's hands and feet with plastic bags, covered the child's face with a jacket, drove the boy to his home, and carried the child into the basement and left him there. The boy's aunt walked down into the basement, pulled the victim's pants down, and began shouting that he could be sold into sex slavery. She chastised the child for not trying to resist the kidnapper. The boy was kept in the basement for, I don't know, a while longer. You know, they were talking on the cell phone, keeping in touch back and forth, and they decided, ah, you know, he's been down there long enough. Ah, It's been about four hours. Let's go down and get him. So... They went down and got the kid. Now, the kid then, you know, talked about it. Oh, my gosh, what? Yeah. He told authorities, um, yeah, that's, that's, that's what happened to me. Now, the family members, they're still good with it. Their intent was to educate the child. That was their intent. They, they didn't do anything wrong. <laughs> we wanted to teach the kid. He was too darn nice. Too darn nice. Now, what do you think? Should we let him go? Should we say, yep, you know what? That was that was a lesson learned for that for that young man. Well, no. Uh they're charged with kidnapping. Uh the the friend, uh Nathan, charged with uh kidnapping, felonious restraint, and abuse, neglect of a child. Uh then uh the boy's mother and uh, the grandmother uh, and the aunt, uh, kidnapping, abuse, neglect of a child, all uh, in jail, uh, still waiting to for bond, both $250,000 bond in uh, Missouri. <laughs> yeah, parenting skills at its finest. Nowhere in there for adult human beings. Someone didn't say, you know, <laughs> that really is dumb. And uh, no, and it's kind of funny to maybe talk about it and think, man, that's what we should do. <laughs> you know, I mean, that's what we should do. But uh, no, we're not going to do that. Four adult human beings, Troy, Missouri. Yeah, that's a good idea. Let's kidnap him, pull down his pants, point a gun at him. Find his hands and feet in plastic bags, cover his face, and that'll teach him to be nice. That'll teach him to be nice. Yeah, it sure will. <laughs> oh, agonizing. Hi. Welcome to the Jeff Fisher Program on the Blaze Radio Network. I've got more stupid people in the news. I know we're supposed to all get along. I got it. We're supposed to be happy. I am. But there's so many 
stupid people in the news. I I can't I can't go without talking about them a couple little bit, can I? I mean, we hear these stories, and it's kind of like thinking to ourselves, "Man, I'm glad that's not me." Right? Like the pig owner who was all wound up, resisted arrest, drunk on 190 proof Everclear, pissed, threatened to harm himself, called the county sheriff's office, was having problems with the wife. They were arguing. The wife said, hey, Husband is mad. Chad gets upset when he doesn't have his marijuana. And really, you know, if you don't have your marijuana, is that's a problem, right? Well, but Chad, why don't you have your marijuana? Because my pet pig ate it. You can write your own jokes, you know. The pot belly. Never mind. I don't even want to start writing them. You can write. You can write your own jokes on that. Okay. And who hasn't been pissed that an animal has eaten their drugs? So in California, San Diego, hiking, scouting, was supposed to be a nature hike, Torrey Pine State Park. Yes, they all got together, the little Cub Scouts, let's go on our hike. Oh no, wait, wait, Um, that's a nude beach. It's a nature hike, but it's it's a nude beach. What? Yes. I said, you're in the middle of a nudist beach. I ran up. I said, what are you doing? Okay, stop for just a second. Now the parents are pissed. And I really don't blame them. However, when the parents of the Cub Scouts were in their little Cub Scout meeting and the troop master, Desmond Wheatley, said, you know, we're going to go on a hike. Next Saturday, next Monday, next week, tomorrow. And we're going to go to uh, Black's Beach. It's Torrey Pine State Park. We're going to go to Black's Beach and, and go on a nature hike. Not one parent said, you know, Desmond, that's a nudist beach. We probably don't want to go there. Not one parent did that. No. Well, not one single parent. In fact, they snapped a picture before the walk. And then they realized, oh, oh, and then they ran up and, oh, my oh, my kids, oh, my, I can't believe. I can't believe. It's too late to turn back. We, we can't turn back. They're going to see the same stuff. They actually saw nude human beings. Oh, no. Oh, no. What, what, what's done cannot be undone. Horrific. Now, a sportsman for the Boy Scouts says everything. Uh, they met with the parents. Everything is fine. And it was an actual nature hike. Uh, there was no harm meant. Uh, so, you know, I guess it's guess it's all good now. But my problem is still with the parents. Um, you can be pissed at the your troop master. And, you know, the troop master probably should have been a little bit smarter. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. But perhaps, I don't know, the parents could go, okay, cool. And then they go home and go, hey, we're going to Torrey Pines. And they look it up and they go, ooh, that's... That's Black Speech. That's that's nudist. We just shouldn't go there. Let me call our troop master, our pack master, and say, hey, you know that hike you want to go on? It's a nude beach. 
maybe we'll pick someplace else. Okay. No, they they didn't do that. They waited till they were actually there, and then they and then they got mad that it actually that it actually happened. Huh? Couldn't be that the parents just don't really care until they actually feel like, oh my gosh, this is a new beach. I should be offended. And from Nebraska, state senator, state senator Ernie Chambers. All white people are racist. And that, hey, you know what? My blood, polluted by white people. He was filibustering a bill and lambasting a state education board member who had rejected calls for resignation after a blog called the president a half-breed. Now, the that story is a separate story from the state senator. That story was on a blog, and the uh, person's blog, he's not, uh, I'm not stepping down, the uh, Omaha school board uh, city council, uh, McPherson, they wanted him to re- resign. He said, no, I'm not going to resign. It's a blog. I didn't write it. Um, I'm sorry. I didn't, I didn't write this. It's on my, it was on my blog. I didn't, I didn't fester. It's gone. I'm sorry. However, a Chambers, the 77-year-old African-American senator who was the senator who is the state's longest-serving lawmaker, uh, he was fi- actually filibustering. He didn't really care about the, about the blog. He was just filibustering against not increasing marriage license fees. So he wanted to increase marriage license fees. Huh. So he filibustered for eight hours. He talked about how his ancestors were enslaved and sexually abused by some of the nation's righteous. What they were declaring in the U.S. Constitution and Declaration of Independence was that they would do anything they wanted with black girls and women. Oh, yes. I have a great store of bitterness in me. Why do you think I'm not black? Because some white person or persons jumped a fence and polluted the blood that's in my veins to this day. Recounting how blacks were promised voting rights if they served in the military. White people don't keep their word. Try to remember. Ernie, how did you get in office? Omaha Senator Ernie Chambers. How did he get in office? Oh, oh, that's right. He was able to run for office and people voted for him. Huh. He, uh, according to uh, Senator Dave uh, Bloomfield uh, from Nebraska, uh, Chambers routinely denigrates white people and his fellow senators as racist and is rarely challenged because he ever nobody wants to get in that fight but it, it's weary and we're all growing weary and senator chambers response hey <laughs> i make hats if one fits and you put it on your head that's on you this is the Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. This is the Jeff Fisher Show. Welcome to it. 888-900-3393 is the phone number. If you want to use it, go ahead. If you don't, don't. 
Michael Pelka, Puro Pelka, coming up immediately following this broadcast on the Blaze Radio Network. Then you've got uh, Glenn Beck Weekend, a little rewind of what happened during the week. Chris Salcedo live, Mike Slater live, Joe Paggs live. Oh, you, seriously, don't. there's no need for you to go anywhere else than the Blaze Radio Network. Fake herbal supplements. Oh, no. Oh, no. Now, I know this was in New York, but aren't we a... I don't know, a global community? Many popular herbal supplements at Target, Walmart, and Walgreens stores across New York aren't what their labels claim. According to DNA testing, found numerous store brand supplements to be fake or highly adulterated and contaminated. New York Attorney, Attorney General Eric Schneiderman sent letters to retailers concerning their supplements said uh, they couldn't be verified to contain the labeled substance or that they contained ingredients not listed on the label. Huh. Now, some of the products include uh, echinacea, ginseng, St. John's wort, garlic, uh, ginkgo biloba, biloba, ginkgo biloba, ginkgo biloba, bilobo baggins, and saw palmetto. Uh, Wow. 21% 21% of the test results from store brand herbal supplements verified. Hmm, only 21% had the stuff listed on the labels. Wow. And the retailer with the poorest showing? Walmart. 4% of the Walmart products tested showed DNA from the plants listed on the labels. Wow. But Walmart, uh, they're on it, though. They said we're immediately reaching out to suppliers of the products and we'll take appropriate action. We're on it. Don't you you worry about that now i'll tell you one thing it does it does uh it does make you think maybe i should actually i don't know use the good stuff if i'm gonna do that or maybe i should just you know that ah, trust them right it says it on the label is fine don't worry about it never mind that buyer beware stuff no Buyer, do not beware. It's fine. It says it on the label. It's fine. It's in there. It's in there. If you're taking all that stuff, though, that means you're worried about your health, right? Maybe you want to lose some weight? (laughs) Yes. Well, I know about the struggle of losing weight. Let me tell you a little bit about simpletolose.com. Do you know, I'll tell you what, before I tell you about Simple to Lose, just let me tell you a little bit of my story. Like, uh, 2011? All right, so three years. Wow, been three years. I uh, I started with simple to lose, and in the first six seven months, I lost a, over 120 pounds. And then uh, it's been another two and a half years. I uh, followed the habits of health, had my free health coach, and then I thought, you know what? I, I don't need my free health coach anymore, and I'm fine. And that's when I decided, well, you know what? The milkshake isn't going to bother me. And you started falling back into old habits. And you start gaining weight again. But instead of going off the deep, deep end, I realized, hold on. I've got my simple-to-lose wagon. And I jumped back on. And so back on the plan, simpletolose.com. Lost some weight since the first of the year, fighting back. Still down. Look, look, I was almost 400 pounds at one point in my life. So... Uh, it's important to know that you know I'm still you know 80 80 pounds down 
from where I was 90 pounds down since the first 90, 90 pounds. Okay. So simple to lose.com. It works. It's based on healthy habits of life, how to eat differently, lose weight. And I'm proof positive that it works. Thousands, thousands have lost weight already with simple to lose. Why don't you be one of them? Simple to lose.com. You know, diets don't work. Don't starve yourself. Simple to lose.com habits of health. Get that free health coach. Go to simple to lose.com. Sign up for that free health coach and they'll help you every day. Educate, console, support. Don't make being healthy so hard. It's got to be simple, right? Simple to lose.com. The Jeff Fisher Show, the Blaze Radio Network. The Jeff Fisher Show. Hey, that's me. <laughs> Welcome to it on the Blaze Radio Network. Thank you so much for coming along for the live ride. And you can always tell your friends and neighbors to download it. Just go to theblaze.com slash radio. You'll see the show. It's right there. Just click on it. Download it. You should probably listen live and download it. So you can go back and listen to the greatness that is the uh, Jeff. Fisher show. Lance in West Virginia is on the broadcast at 888-900-3393. Lance in West, by God, Virginia. How are you, sir? I'm good. How are you? Oh, oh, fantastic. About as good as, as anyone could possibly be doing at this time in the morning. Oh, no, no doubt about it. This is happening right here, baby. What's up? <laughs> um, well, I tweeted this picture to you on Tuesday, and I can understand why you why you wouldn't have uh, replied to it. It probably dredged up a lot of bad memories. But uh, I was at an arcade at the mall on Tuesday with my son, and there's a game um, called Let's Go Jungle Lost on the Island of Spice. <laughs> and it's, I mean, I can't believe that somebody would actually have have made a game of, of something as horrific as that thank uh, you i mean it, it's it's just completely insensitive and i had no idea until i played this game just how big the spiders and bees and everything were there because thank you I, now you're dredging up some stuff i don't even i mean slow I, down i guess i guess i'll uh i'll go, not go into too much detail but it was it was a very eye opening experience, and I, I want to thank you for going down there and, and you know doing what you did there. Thank you, I appreciate it. Listen, it, it means a lot to me that you that you care, Lance. And I did see your tweet, um, and it, I I almost broke out in tears when I saw it. And I, I you know I appreciate I, it. I, I'm sorry for that. I'm sorry. I I almost didn't send it because I didn't want to you know cause you any extra pain, but. You know, I, I thought that the word. But then you thought, there. the hell with him. I'm going to make him have extra pain. Is really what you. That too. What that you too. Uh, what you decided, right? Yes, sir. 
Did I not? Oh, no, I just I just saw it. I just retweeted your little tweet from Jeffy MRA. You're welcome. And I appreciate it, Lance. Thank you. Thank you. I'll talk to you later. You know, that's because, you know, he does that. And while we joke around about it, I'm reaching for my, uh, I was going to do this a little bit later. And I, you know, I I try to stay away from the main headlines because everybody else does all that stuff. And I got it. Okay. I got it. I got it. There's bad stuff and the world's on fire and we're we're killing. I got it, okay? Now, Lance references my my military service, storming the Island of Spice, uh, Operation Urgent Fury. Now, I just want to go on record. If you honestly believe that I did that, you're mistaken, Okay. I'm not issuing an apology, as Brian Williams did, which started all this up again. Uh, Brian is the uh, head of NBC News, Nightly News, does the news, respect, credibility. Uh, My, if I was, I don't know. Good evening and welcome to NBC Nightly News. I wouldn't joke about being at the Island of Spice. Uh, and storming the beaches. My point of that is to say that I wasn't there. That's why I don't like to talk about it. Okay, and I appreciate Lance for you know joking around. And I appreciate the people that you know understand the joke and play along with it. It means a lot. Now, Brian, on the other hand, Brian Williams, on the other hand, um, he may need to go away now. I don't think I think all credibility for him is long gone and they're never going to let up on him. He's never going to be able to say anything and you're going to go, "Oh yeah, I believe him now." And they're just going to go back and they're going to rip apart all his stories. Everything he's ever done, they're going to rip him apart. And it's just going to get ugly. So he can apologize and I appreciate it. And I appreciate that, you know, it sounds to me like more of a just a bar story from him. And he just kept it up. Just kept it up. Eh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was over there. We took RPG fire, went down. It was ugly. Ugly. But he never, he never uh, you know, said anything bad about the military, anything bad about that. I mean, it was just his story of, of being part of it, being part of the ugly part of it. And it's just his credibility is gone. So, Brian, Brian. Seriously, come on, apologize again. Tell us how you never met any harm and that you still believe you misremembered it and then leave. (laughs) Say goodbye. Have a nice day. Go away. Go write some articles. Go play with your kids. Go be with your wife. You've got plenty of money. And you've got enough money, I'm sure, and enough investments, you'll be okay. You'll be okay. You've made quite a bit of money over the last few years. Okay, so you should be okay. Uh, I don't know, maybe you move out of Connecticut, move somewhere a little cheaper. Uh, there is a thing called the Internet. So you could you know, do what you got to do on the online. And you don't have to worry about living in Connecticut. Save a little money before you're there. I don't know. Move to a state like, oh, I don't know, Dallas. The state of Dallas? Yeah, the state of Dallas, Texas. Move here. Move to Texas. Not here, though. 
don't move right here because I I don't I don't want to know that you're living around this neck of the woods. But you know, if you want to, you can. It's a free country so far. So Brian, seriously, do us all a favor. Do really do yourself a favor, and just walk away. Because you're never you lost it, bro. You lost it. You can quote me on that too. That's what I want. I want to hear Brian Williams say that on the news. According to Jeff Fisher from the Blaze Radio Network. Bro, I lost it. Jeffy, you're right. You're right. And I now am going to walk away and retire. I love NBC. NBC and I are now going to part ways. Bye. Have a nice day. Appreciate it. Okay? Take care. That's all I want. That's all I want Brian to do. All I want Brian to do. Now, I was going to get into uh, Monsters in America. Oh, we still have uh, we still have Mark from Maryland. Mark, are you there? How are you, sir? Oh, hanging in there, Jeff. Uh, you've met uh, Ted Nugent, haven't you? Uh, yes, I have. I want to have. A I mean, we're not talk. buds. I mean, Ted and I don't hang out and you know yeah. party. Well, you know, it wouldn't be a bad idea to sit down and talk with him about uh, you know that cat scratch fever song he has. Yes. Uh, well, have him re-sing it and recut it, and for the saying on the song, it would be bat crap crazy. That would be a great theme song for what is going on in this world. Everybody's going bat crap crazy. That actually is. Uh, while I, I while I have a feeling that Ted will say, you know, no, uh, <laughs> it uh, it's actually true. They are, and it seems to be getting worse by the day. Uh, I'll tell you what. Uh, oh boy! With the opening of your show this morning, I do believe that the whole world is going bat crap crazy. Show's not over yet. We've got some more for you, too, Mark. Thanks for calling. I appreciate it. 888-900-3393. And uh, the show is not over. And we still do have some bat crap crazy stories coming up. Trust me on that. Trust me. Uh, we've got Monsters. I want to do this Monsters in America. Fantastic. It's so much, so much good stuff. I, I was just looking at it last night, and it talks about all the monsters across America. Did you know? Did you know that America has... Monsters. Yeah. Yeah. And we're going to talk about them in a moment. This is The Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. Fisher Show is on. 888-900-3393 is the phone number. Monsters of America by Frank Jacobs. You know, by according to Frank, uh, the natural world is losing up to 2,000 species a year. And that's a low estimate. Oh, my gosh. But fortunately, one corner of the animal kingdom is immune from extinction. They thrive in our imagination. You know, some of these are real, Frank. 
And I know you know this. I know you do. Okay? There's a whole discipline dedicated to the study of beasts unknown to science. Cryptozoology. I want to be a cryptozoologist when I grow up. Study of hidden animals frowned upon by the mainstream science. Some of these hidden animals have actually been proven to exist. Yeah. Think about it, Frank. The giraffe-like Okapai of Central Africa was confirmed in 1901. Indonesia's Komodo dragon seemed too fantastical to be true until 1912, when its existence finally could be documented. Now, uh, uh, Frank, uh, these two species share the questionable distinction of having their existence threatened by us so soon after being discovered by us. Okay, I got it, Frank. You think we're going to kill all the animals? Okay, I got it. But... Monsters of America. There's some good monsters in here, man. The uh, Alkali Lake Monster, 40-foot horned reptile said to inhabit Nebraska's Walgreen Lake. Formerly Alkali Lake. Favorite treat, livestock and fishermen. Stinks to high heaven. There's a 30-foot creature navigating the Mount of Georgia's Altamaha River with seal-like movements blending into its surrounding thanks to its green skin. It's the Altamaha. Bear Lake Monster. Oh, my gosh. See, now this one, this one, you know, I mean, although the person who first reported the monster of Bear Lake uh, on the Utah-Idaho border, he admitted, ah, I was lying. But guess what? They still believe it. And they made a 30-foot water devil. (laughs) It's a tourist attraction now. People still see it. The first guy made it up. It's a lie. People still, it's out there. He didn't lie. He's just saying he lied so people didn't think he was crazy. Uh Uh-huh. The Beast of Busco. In 1949, inhabitants of Churubusco, Indiana, reported seeing a giant snapping turtle, which despite... A month-long turtle hunt managed to evade its pursuers. The town now boasts a statue of Oscar the Turtle, and they have annual turtle days. Yes! That's right. Turn the beast in. Hopefully it doesn't. Oh, my gosh. Hope it doesn't get alive. Hope it doesn't get alive. Loch Ness has Nessie. Lake Erie has Bessie. A snake like between 30 and 40 feet. Betsy was first start, sighted as far back as 1793. Oh, no. And has its own comic book series. Yeah. Yeah. And you know how much you look at Walking Dead comic book series? Yeah, truth. Bigfoot, perhaps North America's most famous cryptid. This large, hairy ape man is said to inhabit the forests of the Pacific Northwest. Has left an aptly large imprint on American popular culture. No kidding. And I tell you, you know, my my twelve year old son, soon to be thirteen, oh my gosh, uh wants there to be Bigfoot so bad. He has watched all these stupid Bigfoot shows. I had to watch these stupid Bigfoot shows. Bigfoot sightings and Bigfoot noise and that's this place has heard the sound. They've been out in the woods and they've got the sound and they've got this and they've got that. And he wants Bigfoot to be real so bad. And I kind of do too, you know, for him. But don't you think, really, if there was a Bigfoot, 
we would have found some kind of evidence somewhere. Uh, I don't know, a place where they live. Uh, I don't know, Bigfoot poop, Bigfoot pee, uh, something. We would have found something. No, we haven't. Hey, there is, of course, Big Bird, a giant ape-faced bird that terrorized the Rio Grande Valley, first spotted in 1976. It has blood-red eyes and a 12-foot wingspan. And then, after a few months, it disappeared. Oh, my gosh. You never know when that's going to come back. Big Bird. And there are plenty more, which I tweeted out at Jeffy MRA, and I put it on my Facebook page, Jeffrey Fisher. Um, <laughs> the uh, There's the Flathead Lake Monster, the Chupacabra, the Jersey Devil, the Kipsy, uh, the, Love, the Loveland Frogman. Oh, my gosh. The Love, Loveland Frogman, humanoid frogs about four feet tall, first sighted in Loveland, Ohio. Uh-oh, and Mothman, you know about Mothman. There's been movies and books. The man-sized bird creature. The three for the the, the book woogie. Three-foot humanoid from Wampanoag, Massachusetts. Enlarged noses, fingers, ears, able to appear and disappear at will. Transform into a porcupine and lure humans to their deaths. Oh, my gosh. We need to just leave that one alone. This is the Jeff Fisher Show, only on the Blaze Radio Network. The experiment was a success. Begin Life Force Reboot Program now. Stand clear. Life signs stable. It's alive. Set it loose. This is the Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome to it. How in the world are you? Nah, I don't answer that. I already know how you are. Michael Pelka and his broadcast, Puro Pelka, coming up immediately following this broadcast next hour. And then Saturdays, I mean, Blaze Radio Network is here for you. We've got a little bit of Glenn Beck uh, right after Michael Pelka, a little rewind for the week on the Glenn Beck weekend. And then Chris Salcedo goes live at noon. Mike Slater right after that. Joe Pags, you need not go anywhere else than right here at the Blaze Radio Network. Sundays, <laughs> Sundays is live programming. Monday through Fridays, Doc and Skip, Glenn. That's Glenn Beck, for those of you that don't know who it is. And then uh, Buck Sexton, Jay Severin, Pat and Stu. It's the Blaze Radio Network. Here for you. 888-900-3393 is the phone number. America Today. This from Irving, Texas. Oh, oh my gosh, that's 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 where I'm, I'm broadcasting from. I mean... It's Las Colinas, which is inside of Irving, Texas. Huh. Huh. Uh, which is Dallas County. Um, Sharia law. It's how Muslims settle disputes in many countries in the Middle East. But now, 
North Texas. Believed to be home to the first official Islamic tribunal. In their mind, the misconception about what they see through the media is that Sharia means cut the head, chop the heads, cut the hands. And we're not doing that, said Imam Mojahid Bakak, one of the tribunal judges. No, we're not doing that yet. We have no authority to force anybody or to make it binding up if they don't like it or don't accept it. We have no authority. We can't do anything. No, we can't do anything. It's just here to help people. Guided by the Muslim religious moral code known as Sharia, the judges are offering up their services to handle cases involving divorce, business problems, and other disputes among the community. There are no disputes at all because we deal, we just fix and deal with the religious part. We can't deal with anything else, even in the civil law. We don't handle criminal accusations, child support, custody battles, or any transfer of assets. We, we can't do that. We're just here to, we're here to, to guide, to help. People are concerned that there are conflicts between Sharia law and state law or whatever else. So it's an important area we need to watch, you think? Um, he sees parallels. There's out-of-court mediation, says uh, a lawyer who practices business mediation and arbitrator. Uh-huh, yeah, there's a parallel there. Uh-huh. Except, uh, you know, you're not Sharia law. We're not here to invade the White House or invade Austin We're humble and want to settle a problem between Muslims, said the imam. Yes, we know. We know. It's not here to take care of any of does anything. We have got no authority to force anybody. We don't have any authority to force anybody to do anything. We're here to help. We heard that from number of different other organizations. I don't know. The mob. Well, that's right. They don't exist. Then posted on Glenn Beck's Facebook page, a letter from the mayor of Irving, Mayor Beth Van Dyne. Sharia law court was not approved or enacted by the city of Irving. Recently, there have been rumors suggesting that the city of Irving has somehow condoned, approved, or enacted the implementation of a Sharia law court in our city. Let me be clear. Neither the city of Irving, our elected officials, or city staff have anything to do with the decision of the mosque that has been identified as starting a Sharia court. As mayor of the city of Irving, I took an oath to uphold the laws of the state of Texas and the Constitution of the United States. I respect the freedoms guaranteed under the First Amendment and believe that protecting fundamental constitutional rights and ensuring that individual rights are not violated or denied is essential. Currently, Texas Supreme Court president does not allow the application of foreign law that violates public policy, statutory, or federal laws. However... Now that this issue has emerged in our community, I am working with our state representatives on legislation to clarify and strengthen existing prohibitions on the application of foreign law in violation of constitutional statutory rights. But you can write as many laws as you want because they don't have any authority. They know they don't have any authority. They they said that. We have no authority to force anybody to make it binding. If they don't like it, then don't accept it. They're here to help. You can make all the laws you want. American citizens need to remember that this, back to the mayor, 
American citizens need to remember that their rights are guaranteed by the Constitution, and I believe no one should subjugate themselves to anything less. While I am working to better understand how this court will function and whom will be subject to its decisions, I'm pretty sure it's the Muslims in the neighborhood that go to the court. Ask, I'm sorry, the tribunal. I will not stand idle back to the mayor. I will, I will not stand idle and will fight with every fiber of my being against this action if it's determined that there are violations of basic rights occurring. One nation cannot be so overly sensitive in defending other cultures that we stop protecting our own. I like that. Our nation cannot be so overly sensitive in defending other cultures that we stop protecting our own. What? The American Constitution and our guaranteed rights reign supreme in our nation and that may never... Wow! The Amer- I, I love these last two sentences. Our nation cannot be so overly sensitive in defending other cultures that we stop protecting our own. The American Constitution and our guaranteed rights reigns supreme in our nation and may that ever be the case. Mayor Beth Van Dyne. Mayor. Mayor. Easy. Easy. Now, we know it exists. You know they're there to help. It's been going on for years. There are all other kinds of places. Every, every area has their little place that takes care of business. Don't they? I think we all know that. That's why it was so absurd that they went after, they went after our boy for the no-go zones. Uh... I just don't get it. Uh, Steve, uh, he he said there are no go zones. And then, now there's no such thing as no go zones. Yeah, okay. You you don't call them no go zones. I got it. I got it. And technically, there's no place that the police officers can't go. There's no place that our laws don't count. I got it. But don't we all know? Can we all not agree that there are places around the world in every country where whatever laws are to be enforced don't get enforced in certain areas because those areas take care of themselves and they don't want your help? Can we agree on that? Please? Thank you. Although Mayor Beth Van Dyne, Our nation cannot be so overly sensitive in defending other cultures that we stop protecting our own. The American Constitution and our guaranteed rights reigns supreme in our nation. And may that ever be the case. Amen. I don't get into too much of this because it just drives me crazy. And this, I know... And this leads me into uh, the president at the prayer breakfast <sighs> this past week, his comments, and it just drives me insane, and I could go on and on. But I would much rather just play an interview, okay, from Fox and Friends with Elizabeth Hasselbeck. She interviewed Bishop E.W. Jackson, the bishop. 
had some comments about the president's about the president's comments and his little speech at the national prayer breakfast. Now, I'll play that for you. I may stop and start it. I don't know if I can take the whole thing. I know there's a little bit of the president in this clip, so I apologize because I know it's I know it's early. Or if you're listening to the the podcast, uh, I'm still sorry because whatever time it is. Go ahead. That's fine. Elizabeth. Unless we get on our high horse and think this is unique to some other place. Remember that during the Crusades and the Inquisition, people committed terrible deeds in the name of Christ in our home country. Slavery. Slavery. Jim Crow. Crow. All too often was justified in the name of Christ. Well, our next guest is appalled by this analogy. Bishop E.W. Jackson from the called church and the founder of Stand joins us now. Bishop, thanks for joining Fox and Friends here. What place, thanks for having me, Elizabeth. What place did Christianity and Christ have <laughs> in that equation yesterday at the National huh. Prayer Breakfast? I wonder what. You know, Bishop? Elizabeth, I have a message for the president with all due respect to him and to the office. Mr. President, if you don't want to give terrorists a recruitment tool, instead of closing Guantanamo Bay, frankly, sir, you ought to close your mouth. Because you just gave them a gigantic propaganda tool. They called us crusaders, and you've just confirmed it. Mr. President, we're not on our high horse. What we are is on high alert. And the American people like for once to know that you're willing to defend Christianity and defend America instead of defending Islam. Stop it right there. Mayor Beth Van Dyne from Irving, Texas. Our nation cannot be so overly sensitive in defending other cultures that we stop protecting our own. The American Constitution and our guaranteed rights reigns supreme in our nation. And may that ever be the case. Continue with Fox and Friends and Elizabeth Hasselbeck with Bishop E.W. Jackson. Bishop, you served in the Marine Corps for three years. You're a veteran. When you talk about propaganda, the only thing propaganda does right now is help recruit for ISIS and strengthen the enemy. For our veterans right now and our military personnel, (laughs) how much more danger did those words actually put our service members in? I think he's given them a gigantic recruitment tool. He's told Uh, them, once again, he's apologized for America. Uh, He's conjured up the image of crusaders. And he's basically justified exactly what Osama bin Laden was saying, that we are encroaching on them. I would remind the president that the Crusades began in 1096 as a response to Islamic aggression. Wait, and the what? Fact that they had conquered the Holy Land and they were oppressing Eastern Christians. And there was a response to that. So if the president is even going to cite that as an example, then he ought to get his history complete. Well, Bishop, you just did something the president won't do. You use the word Islamic. <gasps> Let me ask you this. Not only did it's the crumbled. president not protect Christians and, in fact, really go after them, attacking them by invoking the name of Christ yesterday, some would say. Uh, the prayer breakfast. But he continued on the path of not calling the enemy what it is, not saying radical Islam. Don't you believe that in not saying that he's actually protecting Radical Islam by not calling it out? question, Elizabeth, but go ahead. You know, I I don't know how to explain this, but this president does everything he possibly can to defend Islam and does almost nothing to defend the honor of this country. And yes, once again, he's giving them exactly what they want. And, you know, Elizabeth, they're laughing at us because all they see it as is a sign of weakness. And America needs to operate from from strength. I want to ask you now for a strong message to Christians who feel as though they came under attack yesterday by the president of the United States. What is your word to those of faith today? Pray for our president. 
No I think he's deeply misguided and confused. Pray for our country. We need leaders who will defend the integrity of our nation and to continue to stand up for what you know is right. Strong words. Bishop hey, Jackson, we thank you for being man. with us today and your time. From the mayor of Irving, Texas, Mayor Beth Van Dyne, in a letter that was posted on the Facebook page of Glenn Beck. One cannot be so overly sensitive in defending other cultures that we stop protecting our own. The American Constitution and our guaranteed rights reigns supreme in our nation. And may that ever be the case. You're listening to The Jeff Fisher Show. The Blaze Radio Network. Do you feel sometimes that you just think deep in your heart, deep in your gut, deep in your soul, that this president of the United States of America, Barack Obama, just really doesn't love America? He just wants to fundamentally change. The wife said it. He believes it. They need to fundamentally change everything, and they are attempting it and have done a lot of it. But they don't like America. They don't like who we are. They don't like the mayor of Irving, Texas, writing, Our nation cannot be so overly sensitive in defending other cultures that we stop protecting our own. The American Constitution and our guaranteed rights reign supreme in our nation, and may that ever be the case. They don't like that. They would rather, you know, the little Super Bowl interview. ISIS hasn't gained any ground. The economy is great. I think people should make their own choices on the vaccines. I think it's wonderful. Don't worry about all the people we brought into the country that haven't been vaccinated. The whole thing is not really as bad as they think it is, but we really want control and we want to be able to tell people that they have to get vaccinated and we want to put whatever we want in their body. So we've got to come up with this great case. Don't worry, that that kind of thing. You ever think he just doesn't really love America? I want to hear what Bishop E.W. Jackson had to say on Fox and Friends about the president's speech at the prayer breakfast this week. E.W. You know, Elizabeth, I have a message for the president with all due respect to him and to the office. Mr. President, if you don't want to give terrorists a recruitment tool, instead of closing Guantanamo Bay, frankly, sir, you ought to close your mouth because you just gave them a gigantic propaganda tool. They called us crusaders and you've just confirmed it. Mr. President, we're not on our high horse. What we are is on high alert. And the American people would like for once to know that you're willing to defend Christianity and defend America instead of defending Islam. Pray for our president. I think he's deeply misguided and confused. Pray for our country. We need leaders who will defend the integrity of our nation and continue to stand up for what you know is right. Amen. Amen. And Mr. President, 
Do you really know what America is all about? You know, the number one story on the blaze still today is the Target story. Amazing story. Amazing story out of North Carolina. And why is it amazing? Because it isn't really amazing. It's what happens every day in America. This particular lady just caught it and snapped a picture and it went viral and people thought, oh my gosh, that's wonderful. And it is nice. It is nice. But you look at the picture and it's two Target employees who are white helping a young man get a tie, tuck a shirt in, get a couple of pointers on how to go get a job because he's got a job interview at a Chick-fil-A. And they're helping him out. They tied the tie for him. They tucked his shirt in. They showed, talked to him about a handshake. Now, we don't know if the kid got the job. My question is, Chick-fil-A, why haven't you hired the kid yet? Of course, make your decision. Hire him. And if they don't hire him, Target should hire the kid. Just because of that. And this is another example of what America is. What we do every day. There's not a the, – the race problem that keeps dividing us really isn't there if everyone would just stop cutting it with a knife every day. And this is also an example. I'm guessing. I'm guessing here that perhaps the young man doesn't have a father. So he gets some fatherly points from the guy at Target. And that – is what America is. Family, togetherness, each other. Please, Mr. President, please. This is the Jeff Fisher Show. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome to it. 888-900-3393 is the phone number. This is the Blaze Radio Network. Thank you so much for listening to the broadcast. And I want to go back, uh, touch on a little bit of this Target story just for a moment because I left a little misleading comment when I said I bet he doesn't have a father at the home because he's a young black man and had nothing to do with anything other than it proves would a father... Let his son go out like, no, a father would have taught him that. And according to a report from the Institute for American Values uh, last year uh, in 2014, uh, Marriage and Families notes that over the past 50 years, the percentage of black families headed by married couples declined from 78% to 34%. In 30 years, from 1950 to 1980, Households headed by black women who never married from 1950 to 1980. Households headed by black women who never married jumped from 3.8 per thousand to 69.7 per thousand. The policymakers, and I agree, marriage matters. Improving the well-being, and this is what with marriage and family would help cut a little bit of the divide between 
the races, don't you think? Instead of we just keep dividing, dividing, and dividing. Cut, cut, cut. Hate, hate, hate. We suck. We suck. We've sucked for years. We're sorry. We suck. No. We're pretty damn good. We're pretty damn good. And I got so upset about that, I'm going to have to reach back here for (laughs) ways for you to make money. I'm going to turn my microphone way over here because I've got a pile of stories here. I was reading about the black families. And I forgot to pick up these stories back here. But I wanted to tell you a little ways to make money. Ways for you to make money in America today. Yes. On the Blaze Radio Network. Yay. Did you know that you could sell your poop for $13,000 a year? Huh? Did you know that? You need to make a living? I don't know how well you can live on thir- – well, first of all, I do know how well you can live on 13000 and it's not great, but you can do it. The use of personalized medicine continues to widen, so a Massachusetts-based nonprofit organization is looking to get really personal and paying good money. I don't know about good money. Uh, they're paying $250 for a week's worth of donations of healthy stool samples. Now you have to undergo vigorous questioning, and, you know, to make the cut. Four percent of the people who have come along have passed the test that they need to do, but you know they use the samples to treat patients who are sick with infections, bacteria. It's frozen. Shipped about two thousand treatments uh, to nearly two hundred facilities across the U.S., and they're usually helping three to four patients out with each sample. And we keep track of that and let you know. So there's a way for you to make money right there in America. Yes, you could take that government money. Sure, you could do that. Stay home and do nothing. Or try to hook up with this Massachusetts company, and I'm sure they're not the only ones. And they'll give you $250 a week for your poop. This man found out that he was selling... He was making money uh, on body fluids, pee, but uh, he was selling fake pee, so he got uh, he got busted. He, he was arrested. Very, very sad that he got arrested for selling fake pee. Federal prosecutor said uh, he sold illegal substances online through his company, ACS herbal tea the ohio man sold fake urine meant to help people pass workplace drug tests and misbranded other substances the federal government says are drugs well you know what um no you can't do that either you couldn't sell real urine either could you not to help people pass drug tests Ooh, no that's what he's in trouble for those tests are given to screen airline pilots, some federal employees, FBI agents. And so you don't really want to do that. So, But he was giving it a shot anyway, trying to make a little money, right? Capitalism. Six years in prison he's up for. Woo. Illegal substance online company. ACS. So if you're buying th- things from ACS Herbal, it's probably probably closed down. Probably closed down. And this story. This story wasn't actually making money. It was paying money to Texas. He was arrested 
arrested for trying to pay his tax bill. This is fascinating to me because he had a six, okay, he had a, first of all, property tax. Ooh. He went to the Wichita County Courthouse here in Texas, $600 property tax, all with individual dollar bills, and he had folded them tightly. Each bill that it took a tax person about six minutes to unfold each bill. I got a question there. Six minutes to unfold a $1 bill? Come on. I think we could do it a little bit faster. But it's government workers, so I'll give you the six minutes. So the tax assessor said that the spectacle brought work in the office to a halt. So he asked Norris to leave. And Norris said, um, no, uh, I'm not going to leave without my receipt. Um, I I want my receipt. I'm paying my bill. Um, count my money or just give me the receipt. Don't count my money. There's your money. Give me my receipt. I want my receipt or my tax bill. Otherwise, you're going to come back to me and say I didn't pay. So then apparently the police were called and then he attempted to break away from the officer, which is uh, never good. Never good to break away from the officer. You know that. Why do people do it? I don't. I really don't know. So he's got the additional charge of, you know, resisting arrest. But cash is acceptable as a form of payment. It was just that he wouldn't leave until he got a receipt, and they said, no, you got to leave. And the tax assessor said, eh, we're not going to do that. Uh, we're not going to do that. Now, I guess they, I don't, I'm not quite sure if they were going to accept it or if they made him take his money. I believe that they did accept it. They just weren't going to count it right then. So they weren't going to give him a receipt, and he was pissed about that. Huh. But what's what's the point, right? Just give them it. 600 bucks. Agonizing. Now, you know what happens this week? Uh, hold on, I can't do it without my... Well, not that segment. I've got, I've got to have my music for the segment. What am I doing? Why am I... Where's my... the heck... There it is. Why is it on that? I'm, you know, when you scroll through and you put your little music thing on the same thing, it should be on the same thing all the time. But when you reset your phone, sometimes it stays, doesn't go back to where you had it. Huh. That's a little helpful hint from for you Android users. Are you telling me that it is not on my phone now? What the heck? That cannot be. I am going to throw my phone across the room. If it is not on this phone. Oh, okay. Yes, back. This Sunday, The Walking Dead. Looking forward to it? I am. Now, we can talk about what happened in the past. We can look forward to the future. We can say, are they going to follow the... Follow the the books. They're not really books. They're comic books. I mean, I got it. Okay, we follow life with comic books. I know. There's a you know who knew there was the comic book code, but we all found that out a week or so ago too. However, my favorite story about Walking Dead is that my boss, my friend, Glenn Beck, Mister. 
I have to question myself every time I watch R-rated movies. Mr. I want to be nice. The world's falling apart. We've got to think of some. We've got to do nice things. Nice. And now he starts watching Walking Dead, and he's hooked. Of course you're hooked. It's good. It's a good show. It's put together good. It's produced good. Of course it is. But it isn't PG. There are a number of episodes that probably are PG, PG PG-13. No question. But most of them are leaning toward the old R segment of the community. So, especially when we get into some of the... Oh, when we... I can't wait till he makes it to this past year's church segment. Oof. There may be a little problem with the backs at that time. Look for a special Walking Dead recap show from Jeffy's Corner at theblaze.com slash radio. On Monday. This is the Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. Jeff Fisher Show returns on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome to it. <laughs> I'd like to uh, congratulate uh, St. Joseph's Women's Hospital in, uh, in Florida uh, for now having the record for the heaviest baby born there. There's a new record set by uh, McZendra Ford. Uh, the baby, 14.1 pounds, 14.1 pound baby. And congratulations, congratulations. You talk about putting in an extra stitch, Alexander may need one. Eternal life could be achieved. By a procedure to lengthen chromosomes, you can write your own jokes. As I've already given you, talk about the extra stitch. I mean, what am I? Eternal life could be achieved by a procedure to lengthen chromosomes. <laughs> I can't even hardly read the story now without writing jokes for it. And uh, you know, apparently the and who doesn't know this the. Uh, Telomeris Project uh, chromosomes uh, getting damaged as cells divide and grow. You know that. You know when they divide and grow, they get damaged, uh, and they slowly become shorter. That sucks, huh? But uh, what you want to do is you want to make them longer so that they don't deteriorate, and that hopefully takes away from the aging process. So when uh, your doctor says, "Hey," Want to lengthen your chromosomes? You know what he's talking about, okay? You know that they split and divide. It's always about want to lengthen things so you can lengthen the chromosomes. 
Diana Taurasi, WNBA basketball player. Now, get this. She was making like 50000 a year to play WNBA. That's a tough gig. I mean, I, I know nobody's watching. I got it. And I got the, the, you know, okay, yeah, blah, 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 blah. All the things about the WNBA. But it's still a, you know, it's still a grind job. And for only fifty grand, So she goes back and forth to Europe. So she's playing year-round and really playing year-round. Uh, she's decided that uh, she's not going to come back to the WNBA this year. Uh, why? Because the team that she's playing at in Russia said, look, here's the deal. Don't go back to the United States. Don't go back to the WNBA. And um, we'll pay you uh, $1.5 million and you just play here. I know that you were going to make, you know, maybe 109000 this year because you're at the peak of the WNBA payment schedule. I know that, but don't, you know what, don't worry about that. We want you to play here in the Soviet Union for $1.5 million. Now, the question is, did she say yes? Uh, of course she did. Yes, of course she did. Why wouldn't you say yes? So many players that are going back and forth to Europe to make money now want Tarasso's deal. And I guess what? You know what? I kind of do, too. Be kind of nice. Except you have to be in Russia. Although she's part of the elite in Russia. I know she's American, but she's still kind of the part of the elite. Nothing probably bad will happen. She'll be, you know, separated, separated from those nasty other Russians that are taking over. You know, those Russians that want to take over Ukraine and bring back the Cold War. Vladimir Putin's people. Ugh. Hate them. Hey, you know, you know, that actually isn't happening, though, because Barack Obama has saved us all. And he's put us back. <laughs> the Cold War is out of your mind. It's long gone. Don't be stupid. Hey, Mike Opelka coming up right after this broadcast, so stick around for Mike. Has anyone, seriously, has anyone yet today told you, you look great? Well, you do. You look great. Except you're not really going to wear that all day, are you? Okay, okay, okay. Looks good on you. See you again. Peace. This is the Jeff Fisher Show, only on the Blaze Radio Network.